welcome to the Real Pill Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host, <laughs> Mark Salcedo, managing editor and writer at Screen Geek. Huh? You uh, did that sound last week. Come on, come up with a new sound. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right let's start over. All right, let's go from the top. All right, take two. <laughs> managing editor and writer from Screen Geek. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look. Hmm. You have to come up with a new sound every time. And the fact that you chose to make the same sound again, mm-hmm. just have to tell you. What? You make this world lousy. You're welcome. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why the Rona's still here. Cause I. Uh, I uh, you made the same sound twice. I know, right? I did you? I know. I, was, I knew I was making that same sound like from last week, and I thought, oh, maybe Kelsey won't notice. Fuck, was I wrong? <laughs> I feel like my gains are high. No, your gains good. Okay. Yeah, it's got your volume up a little high. That's all. Cause you talk softly sometimes. You're good. <laughs> well, that was new. I went la 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 with a whisper, and there was I was whistling at the same time. <laughs> anyway, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the Real Appeal. Two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail And if you review us on iTunes, we'll get noticed. Our segments for the show this week are the news, our recent review of West Side Story, our What the Fuck Did We Just Watch, Cher's West Side Story, (laughs) our geriatric cinematic West Side Story, (laughs) 1961, (laughs) and uh, Mark, what's our topic? (laughs) Gang wars through interpretive dance. Crazy, cool. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what did you think about that one post I made? Which one? On the socials. The West Side Story one? Oh, I haven't looked at it. Hold up, hold up. You might, y- y'all, y'all might hear me laugh like really loud right now because sometimes Kelsey be fucking killing it on that shit. And sometimes I'd be killing it. Like, yeah, sometimes she'd be killing me. Yeah, exactly. All right. What did it say? When you have a gang war, but switch it up by making it. <laughs> <laughs> By making the floor, by making it the floor is lava style, <laughs> and it's a picture of it's the a jets of the jets and West Side Story, nineteen sixty one. That's so but they're funny. all like they jumped, and so none of them are touching the ground. Yeah, that, that shit's funny. <laughs> you know what's even funnier? I do remember seeing this, and I was like, "Oh, that's clever." Now I'm looking again, I'm like, "Oh, that's really funny." <laughs> so you forgot about it? I did. I have a lot going on. Well, not so much now, because I'm done with school. Mm, 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 mm. Done with school. Done with school. Fucking done with school. Done with school. Done with school. All right. Forever? I don't want to say forever. I might I might go back to get some uh, credits transfer for a bachelor's, but I'm happy with my associates at the moment. Yeah, exactly. As you, you should know. be. I know. It only took me like 10 years to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I got my associates degree in 18 months. Ago. I know. Well, you know what? I got my bachelor's nine months. Your bachelor's? Yeah. You have a bachelor's? Certificate equivalent. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That was a scam. 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. Hey, I'm sure well, you learned a lot, but the I, fact that they're like, hey, this nine month certificate is a bachelor's equivalent. Nobody's going to take that seriously. Hey, hey, whenever I apply for jobs, is this a bachelor's technically? Technically, not lying. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh yeah. So what? We got like the news, right? Yeah, we got the news. We got all the news. Right. News. 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 Um. All right. So I'm going to take the the first one. Uh, for the folks who have not heard this cowboy bebop got canceled after one season uh the netflix live action adaptation of cowboy bebop has been canceled uh less than three weeks after the show premiered in, on november 19th normally netflix waits like a month or two before announcing whether or not they get it the show gets picked up or canceled so what happened was that uh, the 10 episode series had garnered only a 46% positive critics rating on Rotten Tomato and fans uh, for fans itself, 56%. Um, according to Netflix top site, the series had racked up almost 74 million view viewing hours, but dropped 59% by November the 5th to December. I'm sorry, November 29th to December 5th. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, Okay, so I I'm, I'm so I, I finished the series. Kelsey hasn't finished it yet, but we're not going to spoil it or anything. I'm not going to talk about spoilers. I'm just going to kind of give my quick little cr- critique of the show. The show it held too much to the source material, it, and it was pulled back by that. But there are times where the show was like, "All right, we're doing something different. We're going something hard. We're going. We're leading into the craziness and shit like that." But they were like, no, no, let's hold back. Let's let's do this. Let's do this instead. Uh, let's go back to like how these episodes are and shit like that. And I have this thing about anime being adapted to live action. It's a harder media to adapt. Because let's say, for example, uh, like Marvel movies, right? MCU films. Okay. There's still like a level of like possibility mm-hmm. with within the Marvel comics. Like you can kind of picture a super soldier type person. You know, it's like there's some base in reality. You can kind of accept it. With anime, the characters never look anything human-like. Oh, but I mean, this isn't a spoiler. The guy who plays Vicious mm-hmm. kind of looks like an anime character. So yeah, but like, really in, in like in all of the bad ways. I though, know like that's an, what I'm saying. Like, like you wouldn't want it to translate because it would be just weird. Yeah, yeah, you can't do a one-for-one translation with anime and like live action especially like for a show that's is a space western it's still steep in like japanese or asian culture mm-hmm. um that's not to say the performances were bad uh the homeboy who played jet um really liked him that dude was dope uh john cho did a decent job as spike spiegel um let me see i'm trying to i want to get the people their credit uh, homegirl who played Faye Valentine. She was. I actually liked her performance. Um, the dude who played Vicious was fucking atrocious. Okay, so uh, Mustafa uh, Shakir who played Jet Black, great. Daniela uh, Pineda. Pineda. She, Pineda. Faye Valentine enjoyed her performance. I thought she really had that snarky, sarcastic, badass nature that. It's known for Faye, Val- Faye Valentine. Where's it? I, I can't even find the dude who played fucking 
they're like, uh, we don't vicious. want to mission, uh, mention it. I know, right? <laughs> they're like, no, he wasn't part of this shit. <laughs> um, where is it? Okay, Alex Hassel, who played Vicious. That dude was at 12. Vicious at like is at a six. Yeah. <laughs> Vicious is like cool. Like Vicious is like cold and calculated and like in the shadows and like pretty fucked up and everything like that. But you still want to like get into that character. This dude, he just like nobody respects me. Like all that kind of <laughs> shit. Um, some of the some of the CGI did look kind of bad, mm-hmm. and, and it's funny because they threw a lot of money at this at this TV show. They threw so much money to adapt it. Um, some of the sets were great, like the Bebop was great, but there were plenty of times I was like, "Ooh, that that is not a good like action scene," or I'm not really digging that at all. Yeah. Um, I that's not to say that I was not looking forward to the second season because it ended on a cliffhanger, and I was like, "Okay." I like this direction where they're going. This is something completely different from... This is a complete uh, 180 from with oh, a particular character. Right. All right. I want to see where they take this character. I'm down for it. Just, like, go either go at it hard or stop... Like, go at it hard. Like, that's my whole thing was, like, this shit needs to go at it hard and it needs to, like, try to be different. But it was, <laughs> it went soft and, like, stay, it stayed too close to the material. Mm-hmm. And I think that was his real downfall. I I agree with you. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Did you hardly ever agree with me? Never. Never. Um, also, I think the hour-long runtime per episode kind of hurt it as well. Yeah, because aren't the episodes shorter? Like the the regular anime? Yeah, like the animes, like with commercials, they're like 30 minutes, right? So in, in actuality, they're like 20, 24 minutes or something like that. But they're like boom, 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 like to the point. They could have done this if they had maybe made the episodes maybe like 40 minutes. 40 to 45 minutes. It's like, boom, to the point. Boom, to the point. Like, here we go. Here we go. Because Cowboy Bebop is known to, like, go fast with some of their shows. And when they slow down, that's like, oh, there's time for, like, character development to, like, learn where we're going with this and, like, really soak in what we're watching. Mm -hmm. And here in the show, it was, like, trying to jumble both at the same time while trying to stretch it for a whole hour. Gotcha. So I think that's. I mean, there's a, a part of a myriad of other things of why it fell, but that's just my take of why I think it didn't last. And it kind of sucks that we're not going to get a second season. Yes, I agree with that, too. Yeah. And that news actually dropped, uh, I think, two days before one of the writers, the, uh, the writer for Cowboy Bebop and Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Kiko uh, Nobumoto, had actually passed away on December the 1st. Uh, so Netflix uh, killed him? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just like, uh, well, it's, it's a she. Okay, but, you her. You, but yeah, you wouldn't know that by the name, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, but yeah, she just like, oh, fuck, they canceled the show. Died. <laughs> no, probably not. But that sucks. Like, she was a great writer. Like I said, Tokyo Godfathers, uh, Marcos Plus. I'm sorry, Macros Plus. Um, like, and then, of course, Cowboy Bebop. Uh, she also wrote uh, Samurai Shampoo and uh, Space Dandy and uh looks like she was the scenario supervisor for kingdom of hearts which is a huge 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 like uh video game franchise yeah um yeah but that sucks yep it was esophageal cancer oh esophageal cancer okay Mm -hmm. i think i said what i said pancreatitis pancreatic pancreas i think that's what i said pancreatitis is my new favorite word (laughs) pancreatitis (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, part of this podcast is me making up words, too. 
esophageal cancer. That's what mm-hmm. she died of. Uh, so what we got? What else we got? The news. Six feet under. Everyone loves that show. <sighs> sure. Everyone loves it except for the ending. Ah. Uh. You didn't love the show. You no, love the not show. to the back to the back. I do love the show. But we go. Sorry, go on with the, go on with your story. Fuck. What? Trying to make me sound dumb. Stop. Look, there is a follow up series that HBO is considering. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's in, in its early stages. It's not really on a fast track or anything. Um. So sources actually caution that it might not even move forward. Mm. Deadline is saying that. The network has commissioned a script. There's not really a firm concept and no really writer attached. Mm-hmm. Um, the series creator slash executive producer Ball, um, he's not going to be writing. And uh, that's my fault, Alex Ball. That's who it was. Alan. Oh, I'm sorry, Alan Alan Ball. Alan Ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and then executive producers Bob Greenblatt and David uh, Genolari, um, they're going to executive produce as well so Mm. um i know this is not much of like much of a story but i i actually one of the reasons why i put in the doc is because you and i we pretty much like marathoned uh the entire series and And it's good to see where dexter got a start yeah why he becomes so murderous yeah he becomes a fucking blood spatter uh specialist and starts murdering people in miami yeah um but like I wanted to bring it up because like uh I remember the last five to ten minutes <laughs> nearly just <laughs> fucked up the entire series for me. I because I, I was I was invested. I was like, okay, I'm liking this show. Because a lot of people consider Six Feet Under one of the greatest shows ever. Some even consider the series finale is one of the greatest series finales ever. <sighs> That last five, ten minutes was like, what the fuck is any of this bullshit I'm watching? <laughs> um, it looked like a fucking a car commercial for a fucking hybrid. Yeah, That's it what did. it looked like. So, <laughs> what, so I don't want to assume Kelsey's opinion on it, but I, I think I remember it correctly. But Kelsey, what was your opinion on, on that series finale? Well, let me, let me say this. Mm-hmm. I don't think we need a follow-up because the series finale pretty much told us what, ev- what happens to everybody e- anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, without spoiling it, yeah, they, they, they literally show through like a series of montage, here's what happens to everybody on the show for their entire life. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> yep. So that's what I think. I think that too. Like I, 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 a lot of people, I'm not. The, you, you and I aren't the only ones. There's a lot of the people on Twitter and Facebook. They're like, "Why? Like, fucking why? Like, we don't need this." I um, <laughs> I know I was really bothered by that ending, but now I really love it as like the best mm-hmm. parody of <laughs> writer's block in the world. Oh, you know, like yeah. it's the best joke ever. <laughs> It's so funny because like Alan Alan Ball would later go on and create. um, Oh my god, I I just totally brain for True Blood. Um, Let me make sure I get that correct. If I remember correctly, Alan Ball would later go on to create uh, True Blood, um, which is this. uh, it's, It's a vampire show. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He helped create True Blood, right? Mm-hmm. And I and before I watched Six Feet Under, I watched True Blood, and True Blood is trash. 
Mm-hmm. That's like that's real trash, right? But like as you're watching, it's like, all right, I'm completely watching trash because it's campy, right? Yeah, it's campy. Even though that series when I was garbage too, right? <laughs> so okay, it sounds like he has an ending problem. Well, let's see, that's the thing. And <laughs> so I saw True Blood before watching Six Feet Under, right? And I would, and my brain just never connected the dots of like, oh, that's the same person. But when I finished watching Six Feet Under, I was like, wait, who the fuck did this show? Alabama. The true blood guy? No fucking wonder is garbage. <laughs> You're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, but Alan Ball, is, like, it's being reported that Alan Ball is is not attached to this. Um, is he related to Lucille? Lucille Ball? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Um, nope, I'm not seeing it anywhere. Let me see personally. Wait, what? <gasps> no, he's not related to anybody. <laughs> He's not related to anybody. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a, he was an immaculate conception. Actually, he was—he's a space baby <laughs> from from two thousand one. Campy trash, space baby. Gotcha. He's not related to anyone yeah. like the Grinch. Really, that's the thing. The Grinch is related to anybody. I don't think he was actually related to anyone he lived with when he was young. Ah. Uh. Like there were maybe they were aunts, but I don't think they were. I'm, th- I'm probably just thinking about that Grinch, the 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 live action movie, the Jim Carrey I, one. Yeah, I think that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was supposed to be Hoovian, but he was not like everybody else. Whenever you say Hoovian, I just think of Doctor Who fans. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, anything more with that six feet under story? No, we need to put that that story. Mm-hmm. Six feet under. <sighs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thought um, I was gonna annoy you, damn it. No, no, no. I because I, I, I don't want anything six feet under. I don't want anything by Alan Ball like at all. <laughs> that rhymed. I know it's on purpose. <laughs> it rhymed because I'm not a mime. Uh, uh. All right, whatever. Next story. <laughs> uh, Florence Pugh, Rami Malek, Ben, Benny Safdie. Sorry, Safdie. Uh, they all, all three of them join in, uh, Christopher Nolan's epic, uh, Oppenheimer film. Uh, so Malik, Pugh, and Uncut Gems director, uh, Benny Safdie. 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 God, I'm so horrible. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're joining the ensemble cast of Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon, Celia Murphy, and Emily Blunt on the, on Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer film. Um, the film that is being... Uh, produced by Universal Studios, uh, set to carry about a hundred million dollar budget. Have you? Mm. I, 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 you know, I know I have not told you this. So everybody knows this. Um, Kelsey knows this, obviously. That no, Christopher Nolan left Warner Brothers because of the relationship has strained because of the streaming thing and a series of other stuff that didn't work out. There was this bidding war to get the next Christopher Nolan film, and Universal Studios got it. Right, but there is a series of like stipulations. Like, for example, Universal Studios can't release a movie 90 days before or after Christopher Nolan's movie. Okay, like, he has essentially nine months uh, out of the year. Uh huh. Um, they, they like I said, they're giving like a hundred million dollar budget. This is Universal Studios, too. Like, they're mainly like they don't really have the only franchise I can think of that they have that's really big, obviously, is like. The, the Fast 9, the Fast Furious franchise. But they're trying to get like a huge win. They're hoping Christopher Nolan can do this. Um, 
So the film is based off of, of a Pulitzer Prize winning novel, American Prometheus. American Prometheus, the triumph and tragedy of J. Robert Oppenheimer. Um, he's the guy who created, who essentially created the atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christopher Nolan is a businessman. He's a filmmaker. So he's, he's got this whole thing. I'm totally down to watch this movie. Well, first of all, you know, I have my issues with Nolan. Like they, they are coming, they're becoming very apparent, especially after Tenet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I'm still going to watch this movie. <laughs> because either it's going to explode mm-hmm. or it's going to implode. <sighs> no, here, I'll, 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 I'll try to make, I'll try to write a uh, punch up your joke. It's going to make your mind explode or implode. Okay. <laughs> 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 I mean, but not only that, like that cast, like, holy shit, that's an amazing fucking cast. Um, I got bad feelings about this movie. Do you really? I got bad feelings. Why? Can, can you explain? Can you explain why? <laughs> because there's too many big names. Mm-hmm. There's too high of a budget. Mm-hmm. Too new of a relationship between Universal and Nolan. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know how much control Universal is going to give Nolan. I imagine they. I imagine they gave him. They're going to give him a lot mm-hmm. of that. We'll see. Um, but also like, it just feels too desperate. <laughs> From Universal, oh, it totally is. It just feels desperate, and every time something feels desperate, mm-hmm. it's going to be hilarious. Well, here, let me let me see who's um. Let me see who's working on the script, because uh, Nolan. Nolan, I'm not gonna lie. Nolan is a great director. He is not a. He's not that good of a writer. Um, That's what I'm saying too. I feel like it's not gonna be a great story. And also, I really don't think he can direct on a small budget. Oh shit! What he is writing the script. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. <laughs> Like, like, but that's the thing. Like, you like look at his look at his previous work. Look at Memento. Look at like the Dark Knight trilogies and stuff like that. Um, I think even Inception even falls in that. Um, he was not the sole. Let me let me look for Inception. He was not like the sole writer. Oh, I take the back. Christopher Nolan. He did write Inception, but there is a lot of fucking plot holes in that movie. Yeah. A fuck ton. I think I think that movie really gets a pass because um, how visually like cool it looks. Dunkirk. Nolan script, seventy-five page script, right? That uh-huh. is more of a visual story. That is more of a actor's film, you know. Right. So you're gonna do a historical movie, and how you're gonna make that visual? Mm-hmm. However, he wrote Interstellar. Oh, and his brother did some work on that too. Shit, he did Interstellar. That is a th- visually great film. Within writing, it's very fucking problematic. Like. It, it doesn't. It, there's a lot of issues with the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that like he's working on that's the thing. Like I think Nolan works best when he's with somebody or somebody's holding the script mm-hmm. and he just focuses on like the visuals. Right. Um, Tenet is another example. Tenet looks great, but like there's like you. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It, yeah. It has a, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know. Like I know they're still in the early stages. Obviously, that I don't know if there was a script already there. Um, but because sometimes they sometimes like they sell these ideas like I have an idea like this. All right, boom, hundred million dollars. Where's the script? Yeah, six months later, boom. But we don't know the status of the script, so I I don't. I'm sure it's gonna look great. The star power is cool. I mean, even though you're just like, there's too many, 
too many big names. It's going to be the best epic fail. Oh. I, we should have a bet on it. Oh, shit. We should. I think we might. <laughs> we need to have like a... <laughs> we need to have a like a little mini section, like a little mini segment at the end of our mm. recent review when we do that film. Oh, for for Oppenheimer? Yeah, like like who won the bet? Yeah, okay, okay. We'll 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 think of something and then we'll we'll throw in some bets and shit like that yeah. and see what's going to uh come along. But yeah, like I said, um there's no word <laughs> on when the I don't think there's actually any word when the film's going to be released. Um I know it hasn't started production. Um, da, 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 da. yeah, no word on when the film's gonna release or when production is even gonna start at all at the moment. So that's about it for that. Gotcha. So, what have we got next? Next, we're gonna do our recent review of West Side Story. Tonight, tonight, the world is full of lies. This is my first time in New York City. I want to be happy here. I want to make a life, a home. Are you ready? Tonight is about family. The first gringo boy who smiles at you. I never seen you before. I'm not Puerto Rican. Is that okay? Do you want to start World War III? You know, I wake up to everything I know either getting sold or wrecked or being taken over by people that I don't like. You keep away from him as long as you're in my house. I'm a grown-up now, Bernardo. I'm going to think for myself. Tony, we need you if we're going to war. Who are you? Wonderful. The synopsis is an adaptation of the 1957 musical West Side Story explores forbidden love and the rivalry between the Jets and the Sharks, two teenage street gangs of different ethnic backgrounds. Directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Tony Kushner. It stars Ansel Elgort, Rich, uh, Richard, <laughs> Rachel <laughs> Zegler, <laughs> Ariana DeVos, David Alvarez, and Mike Feist. Mm-hmm. Just checking out, um, checking out Tony Kushner's uh, screenplay. I want to see where I and saw Ariana DeBose before because. Okay, Homeboy did Munich, good film. Lincoln, decent film. Mm. And West Side Story, he's done a bunch of other little stuff too. So, uh, 2021's West Side Story. Um, all right, I kind of have. I have like a kind of like back and forth kind of feelings when it comes to Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I was in, when I was maybe in my late teens, early twenties, I was ignorant as shit. And I was just like, you know, Spielberg's about style instead of substance. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it's fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. But I've, I've, I've always, yes, yeah, still am, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm less of an idiot. Uh-huh. <laughs> At least I like to think so. Um, but like, it, it's like with with West Side Story, I was very skeptical of watching this because um, 
Kelsey and I had seen a few musicals this year, and we were just kind of like, meh, or like, didn't really like it. Like, I don't want to do another movie about people in New York. That's a musical. <laughs> yeah, like, like if you if you folks go back to our our review of. Um, in the heights we like tore that movie apart like it got like most films if i don't like them do not get me to the point of rage oh no what's i i remember oh i remember you and i watching west side story and we're like fuck no no in the heights i mean yeah in the heights we're watching in the heights and i like paused it i was like how much more we got it was like uh, still an hour and a half and we're just like fuck we gotta do more of this shit (laughs) um because like you just just go listen to the view we you know we 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 Give our examples of why we didn't like it. So coming into this, I was very skeptic of even enjoying this because I was like, because I'm one, I'm not a huge fan of musicals. I can appreciate them, but like you have to really sell it, yeah, to me. Um, and I'm actually, I'm actually happy to say that like I actually enjoyed this. I actually really enjoyed uh, Spielberg's adaptation or Spielberg's version of West Side Story. There are some issues with it, which we'll go into further. Um, but Kelsey, what did, what did you think of this movie? I actually really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he did a better job of putting, like, shining a light on some of the issues. Like the racial tension? The racial tension or how some of them grew up. Like, it was a little more ambiguous, I think, in the older film. Mm-hmm. And so I think it did a better job of, like, defining everybody's role in society. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, also, the dancing was better. And this one? Yeah. No, I'm a little, okay. The actual dancing. Mm-hmm. The the dance hall dancing. Like, oh, yeah, not, that was not great. Not the choreographed, like, interpretive dancing parts. Mm-hmm. Those, I felt, were a little more believable because mm. they moved more manlier, I guess. But, mm-hmm. like, um, but the actual dance hall dancing, I think, was better. Yeah, there like there are uh there are no, a number of numbers that are that are really good um in terms of like the dancing uh, dancing numbers and stuff like that. Like for example, there's the there's the in America. I think it's called the in America. Mm-hmm. That that dance number I think is like the best out of like the whole movie. That one I really enjoyed the fuck out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know if I don't remember if I said it, you said it, but one of us has said like okay, in the high should have been more like this. This is good. Oh, here. you said you said it, but I was like, yeah, I was thinking that too, like at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I will go I will go and say that like I I thought the choreography was a bit looser with this one. I'm not saying that's definitely a dig against it, but I did enjoy the choreography in the '61 version because it seemed it seemed clean. I don't know. Well, not cleaner, but it seemed better put together. I, I would kind of argue that if you are talking about street gangs, mm-hmm. you wouldn't want the choreography to be really super polished. Well, I, I know that. But, but I like, think it was where it needed to be, like, in the dance hall and stuff. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, I, I think with with the with the 61 version, it was, like the, like, the timing. Like, they were more in sync with each other, which I was really liking in the 61 version. This one, um, in this 2021 version... Um, it was a bit looser, but I, I will agree that like, yeah, I think it fit more of the narrative of how, or the style, how the tone of it, it right. fit better with the tone of this, of this version. Right. Um, is there anybody that like stuck out for you in terms of like acting? Um, I'm going to say Ariana DeBose who played Anita and mm. Rachel Zegler who played Maria. Those two both yeah. 
for different reasons stuck out for me. Pretty, yeah, I totally pretty agree with equally. you. Yeah, I totally agree with you with that. Especially uh, Ariana uh, DeBose. Uh, one, I mean, I'm not going to deny she's fine as fuck. Mm-hmm. But two, yeah, she was amazing. Like like I said, that when she leads the In America dance number, I thought that was fucking great. Her mm-hmm. being the lead of that. Um, I, I, so I, I definitely agree with you that Rachel Zegler is really great. I'll go as far as say that, uh, how you say, Mike Feist? Feist. Feist, the guy who played Riff, really liked. I, I actually liked him more than the than the actor in the, the old version. Me too. Yeah, like, him was like, you really... You felt everything that he was saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Ansel Elgort? Meh. He was meh. Yeah, totally. He was meh. He was all right. He kind of reminds me of the acting that you got from, what's his name, from uh, Tokyo Drift. Like uh, he's... Han? Like a, no, the white oh, boy. Oh, uh, John Cena? Oh, 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 Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Drift, Tokyo Drift. Um, I know you're talking about, I know you're talking about the white boy from kinda that. Kind of like dead fish white boy. Yes. Totally. Uh, Lucas Black, that's the actor's name, Lucas Black. Yeah, like... And and like I'm not gonna say he didn't do a good job with the one emotional scene he had. Was it was that the one near the end? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but other than that, like I'm just kind of like okay, like I don't see anything about you that's any more spectacular than anyone else. Yeah, this was like I feel like this was the case of I I I, I tend to use this term a lot when uh, when somebody acts around somebody like mm-hmm. acts them, acts acts them in like circles and shit like that. In this movie, people like dance, dance in circles around this dude. Like people were just like really out, especially like the, like the guy Mike Face, Face or Fox? Feist, Feist, Feist. The guy Mike Feist, Ansel Elgort could not keep up with that dude. Mm-mm. Like that Mike Feist was just stealing every scene he was in, and I really enjoyed his performance. Like I'm gonna say that the guy who played Tony from the '61 version. Mm-hmm. I like his version. Oh, yeah, his version. He was really fucking cute. Like, Mm -hmm. there was something refined about him, but also, like, like, I don't know. Like, I I, I feel like this version of Tony was really just rough around the edges Mm -hmm. and didn't really have a lot of redeeming qualities. Yeah, and there was, like, nothing really, like, special about his character. No. Um, Like, he will like, I almost gave it away. (laughs) He... I don't know. It's almost like they gave him more of a backstory, but it's like, for what? Because he kind of didn't really use it. Yeah, he didn't really do anything with it. And it, I, I had this feeling that, like, Rita Moreno was, like, was trying to, like, carry every scene she was with him. Yeah. Like, come on, like, act, like, do better. <laughs> come on, you can do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the, the, yeah, the the Tony character, like, you just looked at him. <laughs> And and like we've we've never seen the play, we've never read the book or anything like that. From my understanding, the the original source material, like Tony, is kind of like a average guy. Not like he's he's a he's a good looking, but he's still like average, like almost like milk toast mm-hmm. kind of deal. But when you're comparing that from the '61 West Side Story version, you're expecting you you see you can see the attraction. You can see like oh, I can see why this woman's in love with this guy, other than just like he looks cute or whatever. Mm. Um, but in this one, Ansel, Ansel Elgort, his performance was just kind of like, "Hey, I'm hot." Like that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's what I got from him. Like I'm hot. This is why you should find me attractive. <laughs> Maybe, Even, uh, I should have been in those uh, 
sparkly vampire movies oh yeah i know right that's what i got from him um even like they're even like the scene in the dance hall like when they're like there's not a spoiler but like when the when the tony and the maria character are dancing together like it felt like meh like i get it was supposed to be like oh they're meeting each other and they're dancing in sync together and stuff like that but you, i got a feeling that elgort was just like yeah i'm just gonna like half-ass this and you can just go ahead and like I felt like that part wasn't his fault. Really? Okay. I felt like it was written weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, like in the original, they had an immediate attraction to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were dancing in sync together. And in this one, there was an, like they noticed each other across the floor, but I wouldn't say that he was necessarily as attracted to her as he as she was to him. Mm-hmm. And even when they were dancing together, it's like she started it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, I guess I'll play along. Yeah, see that? and that's, Like it was a little confusing for yeah. me because I'm like, you don't seem all that invested in her. Yeah, and again, that's that's what I was getting to. Like, yeah, he didn't seem like that invested. And I don't know, maybe I'm just putting like the blame solely on him. It could also be like Spielberg was like trying his best to like direct and they put more oomph in his step. Mm-hmm. But... I apparently didn't work out in in that way. No. Uh, um, so what did you? So this is Spielberg's first musical, mm-hmm. like ever. You know, the guy who's been directing film for like I think like fifty years or something like that, or close to fifty years. Um, what did you think of this as his first his first musical? I like it. Yeah. Um. He did a Michael Bay thing. Uh, is it? Did he? Who does? Is Spielberg the one who always does the light flares, or is it Michael Bay? No, that's that's J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams is the light. Is the oh J.J. Abrams. They're called lens flares. He's the lens flares guy. Okay, because there are a lot of that in this, but I actually really loved them. Really? I yeah, I did. I, I thought I thought they were over. They were overused. Like when they when they needed it, great. But I felt like a couple times like oh, I'm getting that Star Trek feeling of just too many fucking lens flares. <laughs> No, I liked them. Mm. Um, I also feel like you could tell it was a passion project for him. Yeah, he's yeah he's he's gone on record said that this is like one of the films he's always wanted to do. Yeah, so I'm like I'm glad he waited so long to do it. I guess and yeah, wait till he was like a better director. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Spielberg, you can do West Side Story in about. 40, 45 years or something like that. <laughs> no, it'd be funny if it was like his second film. Like his first film was good. And mm. then his second film, everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's, they call it a sophomore slump or some shit. <laughs> this, is, this would be like 45-year slump or something. But it would be like a career ender or something if he would have tried it. <laughs> that's the thing. I've, 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 heard this, I've heard this argument. I've heard this statement before many times from like different people that like Spielberg's works, Spielberg's worst film is still other directors' best work. Yeah. Like, no matter what, like, because he's just that skillful of a director. Yep. Um, but, yeah, like, his 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 directing, I, I totally dug his directing. I, like, this, it's, it's so funny. It's so funny how it's taken him so long to do a musical, because this is, like, the way how it plays out is just like, yeah, of course Spielberg would do a musical. Like, it's it's told in his wheelhouse, you know, like, professionally shot, or, or just, not, not just professionally shot, but well shot and, like, well-timed and everything. It was great. And the thing about it that I like about this, I'll say more so than the 61, it's like it kept me more invested. Um, it, you know, he didn't do like a lot of like quick like camera tricks or anything like cheap, 
cheap tricks or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But he at least was like his direction was like, all right, I'm still with this um, these people. Uh, like the six to one version is like almost like two and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, I think it's like maybe two hours. It is almost about the same. Like it's about two and a half hours. And I didn't feel that two and a half hours. I was like totally like with about eighty percent of the movie. There were no intermissions. Either. Oh, I know. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking intermissions. In the old one. Holy shit. Um. All right. So, do you want to hop into the uh, spoiler section? Yep. All right. So we're gonna get the spoiler section. We're gonna talk about this movie that's well over fifty-seven years old. <laughs> that hasn't really changed much. Um, well, no, this one's new. This one's new, but the story is super old. Uh, but tale, some would say a tale as old as time. Well, it is based off of Roman and Juliet, so mm-hmm. yeah, kind of same thing. Okay. What? You said Romeo and Juliet, but tell of as old as time as Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. Well, I don't just don't fucking remember. I thought that was Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> Fuck, excuse me. Anyway. That's my favorite Disney movie. I grew up loving that movie. No, 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 no. You know what's it all about? Cinderella. No, I know you said Cinderella. That. that shit slaps hard. Cinderella, Cinderella, Cinderella. I'm going to name you Gus Gus. You mean Gus Gus? Mm-hmm. That's fine. My my sister from another mister calls me that. Okay. That's cross, cross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, we're going to hop into the spoiler section. So here's your uh, spoiler bumper right about now. So, uh, Ansel Elgort, or A.E., what we call him. I.O.U. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you said, you said his, 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 his acting didn't really show up or really shine until, like, towards the end. Uh-huh. Can you expand on that? Well, I was going to be very sarcastic in light of all the comments <laughs> That have been going around around him lately. Let's 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 not <laughs> leave fo- that out. Yeah, let's not focus on that. Let's not focus on that. <laughs> it was so good though. Um, he doesn't emote. Oh yeah, totally agree. He just doesn't emote, and like, you kind of get a sense that he's like, kind of trying to get his shit together, but maybe not. Mm-hmm. And also like. You like one thing about the old film is you don't get a sense that he was ever beating people up that much. Like he was mm-hmm. part of the Jets, but he was like, "Nah, this isn't for me." Like I gotta grow yeah. up. Yeah, I think I think they added it. I I don't know if they took more from the book or they just added more into this film. But yeah, like in this one, you got a sense. Like there's this whole backstory of him like beating the uh, being a kid near to death. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Yeah, so I got this job here, mm-hmm. like with this Puerto Rican lady." Mm-hmm. And, like, I can't associate with my friends. Mm. And that's it. Like, he's just, you're like, refer- half in, half out. You're referring to the 61 version or this the one? The new one. Okay. He's, like, half in, half out. He's not, like, really trying all that hard to stay in or stay out of yeah. trouble. Mm-hmm. So, 
partially it has to do with how he was written, but also, like, he doesn't do a good job carrying the role. Yeah, like... And it's, and it's so funny because, like, his performance... I would say his performance in Baby Driver is way better. Like, he's able to emote more, and you can actually see the connection between... Uh, between baby and I think Deborah. Deborah, yeah, I was about to say darling, but I think that's I don't think that's a character at all. Uh, you can actually see the chemistry or feel the chemistry between baby and Deborah. And here, you just I don't know, like he, he, it felt like he would just like all oh, just let the chemistry like show up on its own or something like that. Like, like how you had said that like that dance number behind the behind the uh, bleachers. It seems like she was more into him than he was into her. Mm-hmm. I got that sense from her for most of throughout the movie. Exactly. Yeah. Um, even like, even like in the part where like he's trying to like learn Spanish to like speak to her or to say certain things, mm-hmm. it seems like he was still kind of like half ass in it. Like he wasn't putting like the right afflictions or or even like any mild passion of like I want to know your language or anything. Or no, but even after like that scene where they wake up next to each other after they obviously weren't like had sex, like mm-hmm. yeah, I like, got a sense like he was very like, alright, I bagged this. Yeah, one. I know. <laughs> like she was like like I don't know. I, I felt like she was maybe kind of mad on it too, uh, actually. I got that sense too when they woke up. I was like Oh, he's just totally like, all right, I got it. Yeah, he's like, cool, cool. <laughs> cool, cool, I got it. Cool. <laughs> and she was like, oh. Like, oh, that's what I get? Fuck. Maybe maybe I should stick with my own kind. <laughs> like my sister-in-law said. <laughs> um, speaking, of, speaking of sister-in-law, uh, what's her homegirl's name? Rachel, uh, oh, Ariana DeBose. Ariana DeBose. Okay. I her like I said, her performance is like fucking phenomenal. I loved every single minute she was in, um, in in, in the movie, and even like there's because there's like that part where Anita and Maria are like singing, like I guess I don't know if it's like, against each other or something. It's that part where you know like mm-hmm. Anita's like uh, Anita's like you know be with your own kind and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Where like in the sixty one version. You can tell it was like, oh, it's Natalie Wood who has to shine, right? Mm-hmm. But within the scene, you got like an equal amount mm-hmm. of like shining. Like whenever one would pick up a note, you're like, all right, cool. I can see them like perfectly, essentially you like could carrying. You see the struggle there. Yeah. Like they were definitely acting together. Mm-hmm. And so one wasn't outshining the other at all because yeah. they each had their time mm-hmm. and they each had their level of intensity. Yeah. Um. Which you didn't get from the old one. Yeah. Um, so what was... I remember you said something about the movie that was... Something about this movie that was a bit... Uh, a bit... It was a bit more aggressive. Yeah, it, it is aggressive. Like, mm-hmm. because they're rougher around the edges. Mm-hmm. And, and because they give them such a backstory where they didn't really have it from the original film. Like, they not as much. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the anger was immediate. Like... There was no wind up with the dancing or the interaction or anything, really. It was just like, all right, we're in this shit. I want to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think that's, I think, I think that had to be, that was, <laughs> I know my horn was like, hey, hey. No, car horn was like, hey, hey. Um, oh, excuse me. I feel like I want to sneeze right now. All right. It's gone. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
say, holy shit, lost my train of thought. About the anger right away. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You felt more of the anger in this movie, like more of the hatred towards, towards uh, between the rival gangs and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Especially like the Riff character. Um, like you almost want to go like, all right, what's that dude's story? Why does he have so much fucking hate in his heart? He actually, I liked how he played Riff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was how he was written, but definitely he played him so well because he was a piece of shit, but I felt so bad for him too. Really? Yeah. Like you get a sense like he probably could have been a good guy, but he was so jaded like and so hurt. Like I got so much pain from him that it wasn't just anger for the sake of being angry and violent. Mm. Like I felt pain coming from him. Yeah, I definitely got that. Like a lot of people, a lot of critics and people who watch this movie are just like, "Yeah, this dude's like, this is like, this is like the dude's movie." Like, yeah. Shit, <laughs> even though this, even though like you see the ad clearly, it's like Anson Elgort's the lead. It's like no, no, it's it's Mike what, Feist, 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 Feist. It's like this is Mike's Feist movie. <laughs> even like when he's dead, when he dies, you're just like. Damn, man, I want that dude to come back. Yeah. <laughs> that is a great actor. Um, that's not to say that the the homeboy, uh, David Alvarez, the one who played Bernardo, he wasn't too bad either. I did like him, but like, I'm still kind of like, yeah, he was he was like, all right. I think that he was held back by how he was written. Really? Like, this guy was so angry and unwilling to budge at any single fucking turn. He mm-hmm. had no... Um, he didn't have any layers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was very one-dimensional. Yeah. And so it kind of bothered me because I'm like, dude, like... And so he also didn't really stack up with Anita because Anita had a lot of layers. Like, Mm -hmm. she could... She had different emotions at different points. And this guy was just fucking angry. Yeah, which, like, that's the thing. You can't really say... You really can't say it's it's not the writing because, like I said, the, the Riff character dies, like, halfway through the movie, and but you get so many layers within his, like, small amount of performance. I would actually say you would get more... Well, I can't really say who took more Riff or Bernardo in terms of, like, time within the film, but, like, I felt like if you want to really, really want to... Here's the thing. When you got when you get the layers with Riff, it kind of helps. It kind of helps get you a better understanding of Tony, because um, you're getting more of like their history. Because Tony doesn't give a whole lot of his his history, but Riff is like the one who's like, yeah, this character. I mean, t- uh, Tony's this, this and this. Even though Tony eventually does say, yeah, I nearly beat a kid to death, all this kind of stuff, right? But mm-hmm. the introduction of Tony is done done through well through Riff with Bernardo, who's a, who is Maria's older brother you don't really get an understanding of where this dude came from other than the fact that he's puerto rican he's from puerto rico um and then like and he kind of wishes he could go back (laughs) yeah like yeah exactly that's it Um, like and i wanted more i really wanted more from that guy so i don't know if you agree with me about the older film but i felt like the older one Mm -hmm. kind of like gave the puerto ricans and the whites like an even playing field Mm-hmm. As far as like their plight, like each group, but I feel like this one is definitely white sympathy- sympathetic. Like there's um, so much more depth in the the issues the white yeah, people are going through. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't really get a lot of what the Puerto Ricans are going through. It's mostly just 
I hate white people because they're rude. Yeah, and then like maybe like oh they're they're going to they're trying to evict us. Yeah, like you like you don't really yeah I would I would agree with that. I mean you do get like I said you do get that dance number of in of in America, but like that's the only thing that's like really deep that you get with. with Yeah, yeah, but there's not a lot of pain there. It's just like a conversation. Yeah. Whereas you get all the pain from like Riff and like his boys when they're like, nobody fucking accepts us. Like, yeah, we're like trash. We're like, yeah. And you would think you would get that from the Puerto Rican side. And all I got was like, this is a cute number. Yeah, that's interesting. Huh? You would figure that like, a, a especially a movie, this type of movie that is probably that was problematic. Well, back then it wasn't seen as problematic, but now the 61 version is seen as problematic because the brown facing and stuff like that. But you would figure that in this version, you would get more on both sides of like hearing the plight of uh, uh, of, of what's going on in each side's life. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you get more, you do get of Maria, um, but like not much of Bernardo, not much of Anita. Like you just kind of get that, that maybe but you also th- really don't get that much of Maria. All you know about her is that she was taking care of her father when her mother died. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So you don't get a sense that she didn't get the love that she needed. She had her brother and her sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Yeah. And like that she was sheltered for sure mm-hmm. after he came back and she didn't need that anymore. Yeah. But like, Definitely, it, it's lacking on that side. Yeah, I can see that. I see what you're saying. Um, okay, so all in all, like, what's, what's your final say on this movie? I think this is definitely worth the watch, and it also kind of makes me feel better about watching musicals. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Like, I don't hate them anymore. You know what? Uh, <laughs> West Side Story saved it. <laughs> West Side. <laughs> oh, God. Don't ever do that again. Um I'm not gonna lie. Like after watching this, well, before watching this, there was a trailer of um, that one with uh, Dinklage. Yeah, there's a a movie coming out with Peter Dinklage, and it's like another. It's a musical that he is uh, starring in called C Y R A N O. Oh, Cyrano. Cyrano. Um, and I remember I was kind of like on the fence with that movie. Like, oh, I don't look too bad. Maybe I'll check it out. But after watching West Side Story, I'm like. Probably will most likely definitely see it now. <laughs> we'll most likely definitely see it. Okay. Yeah, probably most likely definitely see it. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the name of the movie. <laughs> probably mostly. Wait. Probably, probably most definitely likely. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Probably maybe. No. Probably most likely maybe Lee definitely. <laughs> Maybelie. Maybelie. It's, maybe it's Maybelline. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I should definitely check out West Side Story. I enjoyed it, Kelsey enjoyed it so i mean uh, this is a very west side story theme episode what's our next segment (laughs) what the fuck did we just watch all right i'll tell you what the fuck we just watched because i was gonna tell you before mark so really interrupted me with (laughs) the music Mm -hmm. shares west side story (laughs) um so did you watch this before i did well kind of (laughs) oh yeah you did kind of okay so Cher did this video um you can find on youtube it's like 12 minutes long um it's called let me actually find the correct name for it it's Cher essentially 
doing the doing the main roles. Yeah, doing all the roles. Or, or yeah, uh, yeah, the main role. She does the Jets. She does four members of the Jets. She does. That sounds so wrong. <laughs> she plays as four members of the Jets. She plays uh, Bernardo. She plays as An- Anita, Maria, <laughs> Tony. <laughs> and it's her version of, um, it's her version of what's that? You're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, let them do what they can You got brothers around, you're a family man You're never alone, you're never disconnected You're home with your own Company's expected, you're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget till they caught you away When you're a jet, you stay so that that number, it's you can find it like I said, you can find it on YouTube. It's about twelve minutes long. I, uh, my my girlfriend had has showed me this video. She was like, "Have you ever seen Cheryl's Cheryl's West Side Story?" I'm like, "Wait, what? That's a thing?" She goes, "She plays everybody." I'm like, "That sounds wrong. What? That sounds so wrong." <laughs> and I got through like fucking five minutes of it would until i went all right turn it off turn it off <laughs> so so i i definitely wanted kelsey to watch this and i sat and i it was funny because i was like oh you can watch it by yourself but eventually i was like no you gotta watch it i gotta watch it with you <laughs> so let's, let's go ahead and break break down this this video what the fuck mm-hmm. was any of that <laughs> well it was share Mm-hmm. If anyone knows anything about Cher, she has a very deep voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because she when she dresses like a man in a black wig, wig mm-hmm. you're kind of like, oh, that's Elvis. Uh huh. <laughs> or, or, or in some cases, she looks like a like Sylvester Stallone's broke ass brother, Frank Stallone. No, I thought she looked like Tony Montana's gay brother. Oh, Stephen. <laughs> Okay, so I, I found a bit of info on it. Okay, so it actually came, it was actually part of, um, it actually came from her, her show or a special called Share dot 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 special, which originally aired in April 1978. Uh, so this, this was part of like a, a larger segment, um, a, a, a larger show that had like Dolly Parton, Rod Sterling, and, and like all this other stuff. She, was, she performed like hit songs like Two Doors Down and Hot Legs. Um, oh wait, it was cast as neighbors in an apartment building performing their song, their hit songs. Okay, um, and like this, this video, it's it's like, why? My mom would think is like, why? Why did she do this? <laughs> Some of it was out of order too. Oh yeah. <laughs> Some of it was out of order, and then I swear, there's like a. Sorry, Rod Stewart. I said Rod Sterling. That's what was like Rod Stewart. I know. I was like, I thought you meant Rod Stewart too. Mm. Um, there's a cartoon or like a Disney movie or something where, like, there's a man caught wearing a dress and it's like a pink dress and he's like, ah, and he like runs off the screen. Mm-hmm. And that made me think of Cher. Like, oh, really? <laughs> like, Cher made me think of that. Because oh, that she was wearing that, that pink dress. 
and she looked like a man wearing a pink dress. Oh, who got caught like in the act of wearing a dress? And, yeah, yeah, and like she like Cher is a good singer for like in her within her range. Mm-hmm. West Side Story, not so much. It sounds it it some it, of it actually sounded okay. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't sound. She had good. no business singing any of Maria's songs. Oh, I hand those high notes or anything like no, that? No, because most of it she sang an octave lower. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she just sounded husky, and I'm like, what the fuck? I feel like, I feel like Sherry had did this because she really liked the soundtrack to West Side Story, sang it a lot, and was like, I could totally do that. <laughs> she said it like that, too. Well, she does. She has that weird sounding voice. Like she's, like, she's constantly covering up with, like, her upper lip. I mean, her, her upper uh, teeth. teeth, yeah. Um, I also felt that, like, this was something that Cher had an idea, and this is the height of, this is, like, I won't say this is the height of her career, because she's had, like, many highs in her career. So I'll say this is one of her highs in her career. I felt like people, like, she had this idea, and nobody went, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, nobody said, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, how can you say no to Cher in 1978? <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, like, it, it's, it's. It, the video is so weird because, like I said, it's her singing. It's her playing all the parts. She even, like, intros it like, I'll be playing all the parts. And she does all the parts. And she right? was weirdly out of breath. Yeah, like like if she just got done doing it. It was like, <laughs> oh, shit, I got to do the intro real quick. Um, and then the, she plays, like, it's a four or five of the Jet members. I, I think, think it's, it's four. It's four, but it's like, it's like green screen with her. And it's so out of place. Like, some of them look like they're kind of, like, half an inch off the ground like if they're levitating or some shit like that and of course this is not like a height of technology so clearly they have no shadows whatsoever Mm -hmm. (laughs) so all we know is like it could be tony having like a hallucination and dancing with like his his dead friends or some shit like that as he's dying yes exactly (laughs) (laughs) oh wait oh my god (laughs) i get it i finally get it i get it this whole segment is Tony's dying breath like like as he's dying he's like replaying everything in his head but he's just seeing himself in every role this segment mm. is all of Tony's Vance Algert version uh, <laughs> he's, he's, picturing, he's picturing himself as Cher no <laughs> all of his four brain cells dying <laughs> That's why everything's like out of sync. Yeah. That's why the singing's out of sync when they start doing like the forced duet the, or four versions of Cher singing and shit. That's like, and there's that part near the end where like it's supposed to be like, I think it's supposed to be uh, Tony, not Tony, uh, maybe it's supposed to be, no, yeah, it's supposed to be Tony and Bernardo fighting, but it's like their silhouette. Yeah, but so they look exactly the same. Exactly. And it's Cher playing all these characters. So Cher is fighting herself where Cher stabs herself. And then Cher sings over her dead body. <laughs> Which is funny because Maria was singing about, like Cher as Maria was singing about um, loving Tony no uh, matter what. You know, you, mm. she can't help herself or whatever. So she's loving herself no matter what. But like Tony wasn't dead yet, according to Cher. Because oh, yeah, yeah. then she killed herself. <laughs> 
and like shit like Anita, Th- that's one of the times where the brain cells weren't connected <laughs> Anita Cher is saying about you know telling telling Maria Cher to only be, to be with her own kind so uh-huh. it's like pretty much like be be with anybody only if they're Cher yes <laughs> um so actually watching it with you is like I said it's the first time I actually watched the entire video uh-huh and I, I like i said i made five minutes in i was like this is bad i didn't think it, was, it could get worse fuck did it ever get worse it like oh you know what she kind of looked like helga from hey arnold wearing a dress like oh, i think there was a time where God. she like dressed up oh yeah you thought about when, she, when she was wearing the the white dress that maria wears right uh-huh no no no, no. when she was wearing um anita Oh, and her hair was like curlied up and everything, yeah. like an obvious wig and shit like that. Yeah, you're right. It's like it's like if it's like if Anita, not Anita. It's like if uh, what's in Helga, right? Helga it, from Hey Arnold. You know, yeah, it's like Helga from Hey Arnold found like a pinup mag and was like, oh, this is what boys like, and then founds like her find her mom's dress, mm-hmm. puts it on, and puts like this like whore amount of like makeup on or some shit like that. This <laughs> looks like nasty as hell. I think she did put makeup on in an episode. And oh, it was bad. Arnold? It was really bad. Yeah. Yeah, like like a, Mimi bad. Ooh, that's pretty bad. <laughs> um, but it's like, that's the thing. Like, this thing is, it's like 12 minutes, right? But it's not even, it's just like, there's no breathing room. It's just like, one song, next song, next song, next song, next song, like <laughs> yeah. that, right? And it doesn't really make any sense, because it doesn't go in order, and you don't really know what she's singing about, because you don't have any context. Yeah, exactly. Unless you've seen the movie, but still, like, yeah, and it this doesn't is, connect. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, this came out in 1978, okay? Not everybody has saw West Side Story. Not everybody has seen the movie or the play or read the book. I'm sure there are many people who are like, what the fuck is any of this? <laughs> um, Was she already divorced from Sonny? From Sonny Bono? Yeah. Because I would imagine this is the thing that was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Either she felt like she was in her feels and she's like, I don't need you anymore. I found my level of happiness. Yes. 1957. I mean, 1975. They divorced in 75? Yeah, 75. <laughs> so this is three years after the divorce. So she was probably like, I feel so good right now. I'm going to do this <laughs> crazy thing and everybody's gonna love it it's gonna be absolutely amazing <laughs> i will mention and Sonny's probably like oh man i'm so glad we're not married anymore okay so it did win an emmy for best achievement in lighting direction okay and it was nominated for best art direction uh for a comedy variety or musical special i don't think uh, not that segment i think it's just the entire that entire special yeah it was nominated for that but yeah like and and like it's you know what you know what kind of reminds me of it reminds it's it's like if um a it's like it's either tony is dying having a, as he's dying his brain cells are just deteriorating and stuff like that he's just flashbacking everything and seeing himself as this role but he's that's tony he's that as share or this is a version of the anybody's character, the one that the, the one that was a girl but dressed up as a boy. Uh-huh. It's like if she was reliving the entire events as herself or something. <laughs> I feel like 
it was Maria after her she, she her had, brain broke. <laughs> she had a nervous breakdown. Yes. And she's just like, she's like, when you're a gen, you're a lonely a gen. <laughs> so lonely. <laughs> Where are you, Tony? Where are you? <laughs> are going to do our 1961 geriatric cinematic of West Side Story. Unlike other classics, West Side Story grows younger. fall in love, but tensions between their respective friends build toward tragedy. Um, I was just comparing the different synopses. Oh yeah, this the synopsis from the 21 version is a bit different. Okay. It's directed by Jerome Robbins and Robert Wise. Written by Ernest Lehman. It stars Natalie Wood, Richard Boehmer, Russ Tamblin, Rita Moreno, and George Shakiris. Shakiris. Whenever, forever. Oh, it's the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> Did you just call Shakira a guy? Person. <laughs> no, I said person. Uh, so, yeah, 1961's West Side Story. Um, when did I watch this movie? I think I saw this movie maybe about like five or six years ago. For like the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, I will actually say as far back as maybe, t- I'll actually say 10 years. Um, because at the time I was dating my kid's mother and she had a DVD copy of this movie. And I was like, all right, let me check it out. I've heard about it. So I've been watching. Um, so back then, you know, once again, very ignorant individual. Um, I was less of a musical fan back then uh, than I am now. Uh, but I, I understood why people like this movie. I can totally, I totally was like, all right, this is definitely of its time. I can see why people love it. I can see why there's so many stage plays of this movie and blah, 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 I mean, of the story. Um, I feel like a lot of people didn't like musicals mm-hmm. for a combination of Cats and High School Musical. I, I yeah I believe like I feel like High School Musical just saturated the fucking market and it was like well not I, for everybody. That's the thing. I think before High High School Musical, the only thing that was the only musical that was big was like Rent. Mm. And from my understanding, the movie's not even that good. It's all it's about the stage play. 
High School Musical, I think, is the one. That's the one where it, it just people are just like, oh, musicals are big again because High School Musical. Isn't there like three of those movies or something? I think so, yeah. And I know there's like they're doing a series. Uh, or if it hasn't come out yet on Disney Plus, which is like High School Musical, the musical, which mm. is based off of the musical High School Musical, but based in a TV show. It's we did like we did like one play. It was like a play within a play within a play. You and I? Yeah. What play was that? The one with uh, Chris Reeves. Superman? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, Death Trap? Yeah, there you go. But see, that's the play. This is like musical. There's not a lot of difference. They can be very campy, both. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, so West Side Story, you know. I remember, like I said, I didn't really enjoy it back then. Now I did. I do kind of enjoy it. Not not a whole lot, much of a difference. But I, I can, like I said, it's not that bad. Um, like I said, I'm just not much of a musical fan. This one, but I can, I can appreciate it. Appreciate this <laughs> You're one. You're just gonna keep going. I know. Right? Back gonna, and forth. Just keep going. Well, I can appreciate this I one. Appreciate but I was like, it. You know, I'm just not a fan though. But like, it's I, not that. It's bad. not as bad. But like, you know, I could still see why people like yeah. it. Like, I kind of appreciate it, but yeah. it's. It's you not know. for me, but I see why it's for others. I'll shut the fuck up. Kelsey, what did you think about this this music that I this musical that I can appreciate? Um, I I like this version too. Okay. I don't love it, love it. Mm-hmm. It did some things with the cameras that I was like, okay, they did the best they could with the technology at the time, so I could yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Especially with the um with Tony and Maria noticing each other at the dance. Yeah, that I see like that I did like that effect. I'm surprised it, they didn't really kind of carry that effect over or have some variation, some like decent variation of it. In, I feel like the they did version. in the new one, but it was much more subtle. Mm. Because they still I feel like they still brightened the characters but left everybody else a little bit more in the dark. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, but it wasn't as stark or blurry or whatever as this one. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, I also, even though I don't, I feel like the, I'm just going to say it, the men's dancing was fruity as hell. <laughs> and like, this is coming from someone who used to love and, and watch and would still be watching it to this day mm-hmm. had I had the opportunity to. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah. I used to really watch that show. Yeah. I, I, but see, I think, I, I think like, as you said, as you said, Fruity, I think because at that, Cause at that really... time, it was, they had a focus, like all, like their effort, because like you said, like they, they, they could do whatever they could with the camera. So they had to make the dancing more extravagant, more yeah. spectacular, more like nobody can move like this kind mm-hmm. of like thing. And also, one thing I liked about the men on Dancing with the Stars is they're leading their women around. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the dancing is just the men by themselves. <laughs> like That's very true. Yeah, that is that is very true. Uh, speaking of dancing, the dude who played Riff, uh, Russell uh, Temlin, he actually did not like his dancing at all. And it wasn't until like legendary dancer Fred Astaire like told him that he he admired his dancing that he was like, oh okay, so it must have been good. <laughs> if Fred Astaire told me that I was a good dancer, oh, pfft. that's it. You know he'd be lying. 
<laughs> I, I know you're lying. I love your dancing. Mm-hmm. That's phenomenal. You know what? No, I'm, I'm not gonna shit on. I'm not gonna shit on your dancing. Not completely, because you and I have gone swing dancing, and you. I remember seeing you swing dance. I was like, holy shit. Like, Frank Kelsey can move. You also don't know anything about my dancing because I don't show you how I can dance because... Why not? Because you judge. So I'm yeah. not going to dance for you. Oh, are you serious? Mm-hmm. You suck. <laughs> you just straight I, up I make fun of me because I'm white. So, like, why would no, I want to no, put whoa, myself in that whoa, position? Whoa, whoa. First of all, every time you do dance, like, in front of me... It's always like for laughs. You always do like that shimmy shuffle kind of thing or like whatever. Yeah, exactly. For laughs. But you don't like really, you've never really like dance dance uh, except for like that swing dance. I know. So obviously you can do, you can dance to the twos and the fours. Just Mm -hmm. fucking do it. Stop stop purposely touching on the ones and the threes. (laughs) Look, if I'm purposely bad. Uh, Oh, that means you must be amazing as a dancer then. Oh, sure. Yeah. We'll, we'll go with that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> anyway, so, all right. So, um, uh, so, okay. So what do you think? What do you think of the directing? The directing by, uh, Jerome Robbins and Robert, uh, Weiss. Um, I wouldn't say there's anything super phenomenal about it. Mm-hmm. It could have been bad. Oh yeah. It, there's, there's a ton of ways this could have like failed hard. Um, they did a good job, I guess, connecting one scene to the next. Mm-hmm. But um, whenever the camera was still and they were really like involved in whatever they were doing, I think was better. Mm-hmm. I think the action scenes weren't always the best, mm-hmm. except for when they were fighting each other. Like, oh, I thought that fight scene was funny. Yeah, but I mean, he did a good job of like directing it, though. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like that's pretty much the only real action that made sense and worked well on the camera. Oh, when they're fighting and stuff like that? Yeah, it, it, it did make sense. Because um, even the dancing was kind of meh. And it, it felt like it was just a lot. You talking about within the, that fight scene or just in, in No, general? the dancing at the dance hall. Um, I just felt yeah. like it was very white, even though they were like... It was supposed like to be brown skin air quotes people yeah, in there. They're supposed to be Puerto Ricans in there. It just it, there was no flavor. Yeah, and so it was just like a lot of movement on the camera. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I'll totally agree with you. Where like in the twenty twenty the twenty twenty one version, the the dance hall scene is a bit more memorable. I'm trying to think of the dance hall scene in this version, the sixty one version, and like nothing's really coming to mind. Like even like <laughs> I'm sorry, what? one thing really does come to mind. Okay. There's this one girl that was super distracting in the old version. Okay. Because her dress was the ugliest fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh-huh. And it looked like she couldn't even dance. It looked like they made her dress out of like a heavy comforter or something. And that <laughs> thing did not fucking move with her. Is this in the dance hall scene? Yes. You got you to gotta point that out for me. It was the worst fucking dress I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, what the yeah. fuck? I was distracted the whole time. You got to point that out to me. <laughs> I did not notice. Um, so in, in this one, I think I think the chemistry works a lot better between... Um, Maria and Tony? Yeah. Natalie Wood and Richard Bamer? Yeah, yeah. The chemistry seems to work a bit better uh, with this one, more so than the 20, 2021 version, because you actually believe like the characters could that they actually are in love or there's like a bit of a spark there um even richard bamer's performance is is he's more likable you can you can see why 
Maria would fall for this guy. I mm-hmm. mean, granted, like the dude was handsome, but like it's he, he had a bit of like suave about him. Like mm-hmm. I don't know, like there was something cool about him. He had what the the it factor or something. Yeah, I'll totally agree with you on that. I'll but I'll add that like he does come off pretty fucking dumb in this movie. Like I got it, like a jockhead like mentality from him <laughs> at the same time like like there's that scene where him and him and uh maria are gonna like supposedly like run away and he's talking to doc and he's like oh we're gonna we're gonna name all our kids uh after you even the girls yeah we're gonna do this and this is like whoa dude oh i think you might be way too into her <laughs> are you sure you're not on drugs <laughs> yeah, you are at a pharmacy what would they be on cocaine He'd be on cocaine speed maybe yeah, but that's a good speed. Like <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah. We're gonna name all of our kids now, <laughs> even the girls. Yeah, even the girls. And even when the... you meet them, everyone's gonna be really confused. That's <laughs> gonna be funny. <laughs> and we're gonna even name the dogs and cats and fishes. Doc, just Doc, all them. Doc. <laughs> <laughs> one singularity. <laughs> no, <laughs> no identity. <laughs> just one, one, <laughs> one single form. Doc. And this is how quantum mechanics was born. (laughs) (laughs) This is from a boy trying to get laid. (laughs) Uh, All right, so let's... Okay, I'll save the controversy later. Um... Okay. What, okay. So one of one of the one of the driving forces of this movie is the star power that is Natalie Wood, Uh, because she was already huge at this time. What did you think of her as Maria? I actually really liked her as Maria. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've seen Natalie Wood in anything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to pick her out. I don't even knew. I didn't even know what she looked like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I almost said I don't even knew what she looked. Like. I, I don't even knew what she looked like. <laughs> uh, yeah, because Natalie Wood was all all over the place, like Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Rebel Without a Cause, Splendor in the Grass. She was just all over the place. Yeah. She um, is really petite. Oh, yeah. Like, really petite. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I wouldn't be surprised if she had done, like, a Wizard of Oz remake or some shit. She's that little. Oh, yeah, I can totally picture her. Um, who's, who did play Wizard of Oz? Um, Is it Shirley Temple? No. no. I forgot. Jesus Christ, I can't. Fr- oh, they did a movie about her, too. Yeah. And I'm just thinking about Dorothy. Judy Gardner. No, not Gardner. Garland. Yeah, Judy Garland. There you go. Judy Garland. <laughs> um, <laughs> was, was her performance so convincing that you really believe that she was a Puerto Rican? <laughs> no. Look, I grew up around Puerto Ricans. Uh, they are definitely a lot more like the Anita from the new movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, very... <laughs> loud i i i think her i think her accent that she tries to sport is so fucking funny because it changes from like italian to like russian <laughs> like just back and forth like i don't think that's spanish i don't think you're doing it i also didn't like the accents i forgot to mention in the new one they were distracting really yeah especially when they were singing together yeah that was all right towards for the me. end in the 2021 version mm-hmm. i thought they were all right for me I thought they were over-exaggerating. Shit, not like this one. Especially like the dude who played fucking, uh, what's his name? The guy who played Bernardo? 
was, Holy shit. It's like he was trying to evoke um uh George uh Desi Arnaz. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like Maria, you don't understand Maria. <laughs> Maria, as like that, I'm home. I know, as like that brown like makeup just melts off his face. <laughs> That's nightmare fuel. I know, right? Maria, I'm home. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> when you're a chat to Maria, <laughs> where's Ida? And then her face is melting too. <laughs> oh my God! Let's get a whole nightmare scenario. I'm not gringo. You're gringo. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So, um, you and I have both agreed that Mike Feist, Feist. as Riff was was one of the, like the shining uh, performances from the 2021 version. What did you think of of Rust uh, Tamblin's performance as Riff? Um. Mike Feist made me forget all about Russ Tamlin. I can't actually picture him I, I think I, as the old one. Okay, so I think it's... I had this, this thought about it. It's it's interesting how in the 61 version, uh, Richard uh, Bamer did a great performance as Tony. Russ Tamlin, not so much. And then in the 2021 version, it's the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um. Granted, like, I, I will admit that Russ Tamlin's dancing was really great. He did something that was totally fucking cool. Like, oh, he did this thing where, like, he, like, jumped, rolled, and then jumped again. And he did, like, this side flip kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. landed just, like, boom, perfectly. Yeah. Which I was just like. And I think that's why. I mean, that's that's part of the reason. But I think that's why in this one I like the choreography more than mm-hmm. the recent version. Because it seems it seems better f- fine-tuned. It seems better choreographed, better in sync with everybody on stage. Because he learned how to parkour off of the air alone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He <laughs> like, walls, exactly. it's just using the air. I know. See, the molecules. See, that's where these musicals are fucking up. Put more parkour, <laughs> boom, billion dollars right there. <laughs> um, okay, so let's let's go ahead and just address, address the con- one of the controversies. Other than like the 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 uh, the America song, I think it's the America the, where he says like oh the pre- I'm so pretty song. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention about that in the other segment. Oh, like how they altered it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not gonna spoil it, but like they did they ch- they took one word they changed one word out and it doesn't like fuck up the song at all. It doesn't, but I noticed it, so it was distracting. Really. Yeah, because you know it for that. You know it for that. Yeah, but we're in 2021. Like doesn't, they had a, It doesn't matter. That's such a classic song. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so the makeup. Okay. So, Natalie Wood, uh, George, uh, how do you say his last name? Jerkiris? Jerkiris. Jerkiris. They're all wearing all the, and, and a few of the other actors, they're all wearing this makeup to make them look Puerto Rican. And then Rita Moreno actually had to wear the same skin tone of makeup, even though she was already, like, dark skin. Okay. So in a 2021 interview with Terry Gross on Natural on NPR's Fresh Air, Rita Moreno had told a story that um, the producers had decided that she needed to have her skin darken 
to match up with the other actors, okay? Mm-hmm. She said it was like the worst example of her career, even though it was one of the few times when she was playing a Puerto Rican, right? Her mm-hmm. And that's her, that it's her uh, ethnicity. She's, she's naturally a Puerto Rican, but they were just like, you're not Puerto Rican enough, <laughs> which is a totally fucking like white producer Hollywood thing. So It's so funny too, because to me, growing up around Puerto Ricans, mm-hmm. I've seen way more light-skinned Puerto Ricans than dark-skinned Puerto Ricans. I thought it was weird when I would see one that was dark. Well, yeah, but this one, uh, I think within what I saw, because these these are actual these are like full-on immigrants from from uh, Puerto Rico. I know there I know there's like light-skinned Puerto Ricans, just like they're light-skinned black people, light-skinned Mexicans, and stuff like that. But I think this one they were trying to like really hammer it to be like dark. The differences skin. of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she said uh, during the interview, she goes, the makeup I had to wear in West Side Story was worse. That was like mud. I remember some shots of George, uh, who, by the way, is still my dear friend, where he looked like somebody had taken him by the ankles and dipped in a bucket of mud. It was so thick and it was so dark that we would, our faces would streak and show our real color underneath. I remember there's a, I remember you telling me, like, there's a, there's a, a quick scene where the Bernardo character, his makeup like runs on on Anita's dress. It's like a split oh, yeah. second or something like that. You can see it. I, I saw like around their waist where they were dancing too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she goes on and says, and I remember saying to a makeup, uh, makeup man once, I don't know why I have to do be, I don't know. Sorry. I don't know why I have to be this color. You know, I said, this is not my color. He actually said to me as he was making me up, what are you racist? <laughs> I don't doubt that person's probably white. <laughs> probably. I would have been like, yeah, racist. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally racist. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so casting. So we did talk about Robert. Oh, what's, what's homeboy's name? Richard uh, Bamer as Tony. What would you think of Elvis Presley as Tony? It would have been a, a joke. Oh, I, yeah, I think it would have been a joke, too. I don't think it, he would have been like a pair. It would be like if you had Elvis Presley and then. Mm-hmm. Maria was Dolly Parton. Like, <laughs> I mean, that, that, that didn't need to happen because Natalie Wood is now. Yeah, oof. not as she was probably when she was like more like Pam Anderson. I, I highly doubt. Like, I highly doubt Elvis Presley would have had to keep would have been able to keep up with like the demand of the dancing numbers and shit like that. You know, he couldn't keep up the demand with other things either. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Anyway. <laughs> So Elvis Presley uh, was the original choice, uh, but change that was that Presley's manager, Colonel Tom Baker, refused. Parker refused since Elvis would only sing six of the twelve songs, and because he would not have exclusive rights to the soundtrack. So you know, Elvis is being greedy as fuck. Yeah, as sounds about is. right. Um, he was almost dead anyway by that point, wasn't he? Sixty-one. Oh no, he died in the seventies. Yeah, die shitting on a toilet. Yes. Uh, also, uh, Audrey Hepburn was offered a ro- ro- the role as Maria, but turned it down because she was pregnant at the time. Um, I don't know if I could picture Audrey Hepburn as as because every time I think of Audrey Hepburn, I think of Bre- Breakfast with the uh, Tiffany's, mm-hmm. and she's a more like subtle role. I don't know if she could have really done a big like musical number like this, like really like the singing. Well, then again, like all all the voice, most of the voices were dubbed anyway, so maybe she could have done it. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Um, but you know, Natalie Wood took over that role and she made it her own. 
despite not being Puerto Rican. But whatever. <laughs> uh, they couldn't uh, find any Puerto Ricans in New York. No, there was a... <laughs> that was sarcasm. I know, right? No, <laughs> no, they had a Puerto Rican in the movie. Rita Moreno. Was the she character. wasn't a real Puerto Rican. Oh, yeah, according to the, to, according to the makeup man. Yeah, and the Hollywood producer. That's that's one of the things that's just so fucking... That's so fucking early days Hollywood. Actually, not even... It's still current now. Where, like, there's a person who's clearly can fit in this role. Who is the... It's a, it's a role of a... Uh, uh, of a minority or a colored person or anything, it'd be whether it be Mexican, Asian, uh, black, whatever, and they cl- they get someone who is no way any of that whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You know, like um, Angelita Jolie did this movie once where she was where she was a black woman. What? Yeah. Um, well, the 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 character she played was supposed to be like half black, half white, but like clearly the character had more black features and like more of a skin tone that was black. But all they did with, with Angelina Jolie is they just gave her like really, really curly hair. That's still fucked up. I, I, first click. It's called a mighty heart. Oh, um, let me find. Oh yeah. Uh, let me find a picture of this. Let me see. She like, why would you choose her? What? Cause it's Angelina Jolie. Hmm. So the movie's called A Mighty Heart. It came out in 2007. It's a drama. Uh, okay. So this is Angelina Jolene, and this is the woman. Oh, but they do kind of look kind of similar. Yeah, but that skin tone is all the, the wrong. The skin tone's wrong. That skin tone's all wrong. Yeah. Here, this is this is. I I can see I can see why they would probably get Angelina Jolene, but that's still a big fucking no. Yeah. Um, and they had to make her eye makeup weird. Yeah, and there was who else? Uh, what's that homegirl you like? Uh, Kuwella. Oh, uh, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. She played. Uh, she played a character that was literally Asian, and they just were like, "No, it's Emma Stone's playing this character." She 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 has gone on record to be like, "I should have not taken that role." Scarlett Johansson too. Oh, Scarlett Johansson, <laughs> fucking and fucking Ghost in the Shell. Uh, let me see. But I'll say something. I'm trying to remember what that movie is called. Oh, it's called Aloha. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> is she supposed to be Samoan? Uh, let me see. Let me let me find the character. Let me find. Okay, her name is. Oof. She clearly has. Uh, let's see. Find her. <laughs> this is supposed to. Be, <laughs> this is the person. And this is <laughs> this is Emma. They didn't Watson. even try to make her look like her though. They didn't even try. <laughs> uh, when did that come out? Yeah, this is the this is the real character. Yeah, like, like they could have got like Olivia Munda being played this character. Uh, her name is Allison. I always I always have a weird well plenty of names I can't say like Allison Niji Nig. I mean, I think it's mm. yeah it's, yeah it's Allison. Mm. Um. Yeah yeah oh she, Hawaiian there you go and Aloha Emma, Emma Stone plays Allison. Who's supposed to be of Hawaiian, Chinese, and Swedish descent? So they're like, "Oh, she's looks like she could be Swedish." Yeah, I know, right? And that's it. 
<laughs> but Emerson has gone on record and was like, I should have not taken that role. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure Angelina Jolie, I think Angelina Jolie has said the same thing, like, I should have taken that role in uh, A Mighty Heart. I like how you call her Angelina Jolene. Oh, so Angelina Jolie, right? Jolie. Jolie. Yeah. Look, we've all, people who are listening know that I have a hard time just saying words. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, okay. One more thing before we, before we take off. Um, the original stage play, um, the plans for it was that it was actually supposed to involve a Jewish boy and an Irish Catholic girl. Uh, the girl was, uh, but the idea was abandoned by Arthur uh, Lawrence, who felt too closely mirrored the play Abby's Irish uh, Rose. Um, I, I like that. I like the fact that like they were like, hey, let's do it with like on with Puerto Ricans and white folks. Even though they said like within with the book, it's there's a lot of Puerto, Puerto Rican stereotype in it. Mm-hmm. But at least in the stage play, they try to like kind of stay away from that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And in the and then in the 61 movie and in 20, the 2021 movie, they try to like further stay away from those Puerto Rican stereotypes. Yeah. Which I think, it, you know, it made the story a lot better. It made it more relatable. Well, they and, tried uh, to, but I don't think they were very successful. I, well, who was in very, the 61 or the 2021 version? But I think the 2021 version, because if I think mm. about... Um, I mean, I know they're poor, right? Mm-hmm. But like, cleaning ladies. No, yeah, that was the normal job at that time. Okay. That's why. That's why I'm not giving it too much shit. I mean, I, but it's hard too because there's a fine line with stereotypes. Like, yeah. sometimes stereotypes are a reason because it's more abundant than mm. you know what I mean. But also, other times it's like a little too much. That's just something that white people made up. Oh yeah, yeah. I get you. I get you. Um, so we're saying, so what Kelsey's saying is that she's fine with stereotyping people. I am. I love it, even. You're joking, right? Yes. Okay, cool. I want you to say that. People will be like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, so. Well, you're the one who made the joke. Oh, uh, yeah. I, and I wanted you to keep, I wanted you to acknowledge it as a joke. Not I did. Get, okay. By not killing the joke. By saying, no, why are you saying that? Then you should have said that. No, because then you'd be like, Kelsey, I'm joking. Exactly, see? But you took it from me. Thank you. I didn't take it from you. You're right. I helped I helped it flourish. <laughs> you helped it flourish? Yeah. You punched it up? Yeah. Let's go with that. Because I like punching. You do, shit. Like how you pop that P, too. Punching. Punching. <laughs> um, so, in the end, do you think... The 1961 version of West Side Story still holds up. Yes. Okay. Would you like to expand on that or? Nah. <laughs> I feel like I should. Okay. It still holds up for two reasons. One, there are lots of parts of it that are even better than the the new one. Mm-hmm. Also... It's really good to show people mm-hmm. how fucked up Hollywood could be. Yes. Also, there are lots of white people, including me, mm-hmm. who would not have known that was brown face in the movie. Oh, okay. I got you. They didn't look natural, but like, I wouldn't have like 
put two noticed and two together. it. Yeah. So like it's good to see it. Yeah. To see like this is wrong. <laughs> like, well, like, like you know it's wrong, but mm-hmm. also like sometimes it's a good kind of slap in the face. Like mm-hmm. you didn't notice that shit. Like what's wrong with you? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Um, yeah, I, 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 I too think it still holds up uh, for the brown face reason of like this is some bullshit. Um, but it also it shows an example of like adapting like a stage play and then for for a filming consumption and kind of like popularizing it yeah popularizing popularizing it and then like seeing how much how much this this movie and the stage play has like influenced other stage plays and other musicals like later down the line mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think it still does hold up um, anything else you want to add or no. I hate that. No. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's going to be it for our show for this week. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. We especially like to thank the, thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. Uh, for all your film news, TV news, and reviews, you can find it at yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, Kelsey writes, writes for them. She hasn't written for a minute, but I know she's waiting to just like jump on that bandwagon again she's been busy and stuff like that which is understandable but you know we all got lives mm-hmm. right yes all right well so you know judy has been going through some stuff and yeah she hasn't yeah. been sending anything so. that's true yeah judy if you're listening we hope you're getting uh hope you're getting better i know she went to the woods recently oh yeah that's she right saw some snow yeah, she goes up there like every year, I think. Mm-hmm. She goes up to that area. Uh, so, yeah, you can find our episode on that website, or you can find this on all podcast catchers. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about the movie that everybody's going to be talking about the following week. We're going to be reviewing Spider-Man No Way Home, which comes out in theaters on Friday, December 17th. With that... <laughs> <laughs> With that, we're going to do our geriatric cinematic, which is Batman, the movie, the 1966 Batman movie with Adam West and Burt Ward. <laughs> I, I feel like you have to acknowledge mm-hmm. the clashing here. Oh, the Marvel versus DC kind mm-hmm. of thing? We like there were there were there were a few options where we were gonna go with this. Like, should we do something about getting home or something kind of funny, something different, something ridiculous? And I was like, wait a minute, let's just do a movie where all the supervillains are in it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's just do that. So that's why we're doing. Uh, I did think of I did I did think about maybe doing Spider Man three, but no one's calls, calling that a fucking classic film. Fuck that. Spider Man two. Spider Man two. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna do we're gonna that's gonna be our geriatric cinematic, which is 1966's Batman. Uh, that is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and VOD services. Every time you say 1966's or something about the year, uh, it just m- makes me think you're saying it like the year mm-hmm. owns that movie. Yeah, like the year made the movie. Yeah, that year made the movie. Like 1966 wrote. Mm-hmm. And directed the movie. Exactly. That's the name of the writer, 1966. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, the t- so the topic for that That's week... That's where you can get your kicks. I know. On Route 66? No, in 1966. <laughs> <sighs> so dumb. <laughs> so our topic for that week, that week's show will be, let's get all the villains in here. And that's it. 
Not chilling like a villain. Damn, I think you got the, the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like I said, we want to thank everybody for joining us. Uh, we hope you all being safe. Um, I have to I have to mention the story. when Before we uh, started recording, because I've been in a good mood. I just finished. I just finished school. Um, his grade, his final grade went up two points. Yeah, my final grade went up two points in my math class, you know, uh, writing for Screen Geek and like working like a regular nine to five and everything. So things are kind of like coming up and everything like that. So normally when I get like that, I get like a lot of energy. I'm all over the place. And earlier, as I was putting on the headphones, <laughs> it sprung and punched me right in the eye. In the eye. <laughs> Yeah, like he accidentally let it go or it like slipped out of his hand and it snapped back like and it went blah right in his face. It hit me, it hit me in the it hit me in the eye. <laughs> At that part where like I'm worried that I'm gonna get bruised <laughs> like a black eye and I'm gonna walk into work tomorrow. And they're like, Mark, what happened? I was like, I'm in this abusive relationship. His name is Headphones. 